are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. His lip is a little distorted, a little bit, but what a, what a hustler that young man is. I, I love the way he competes. His spirit is in the right place. He's about winning. It's not about himself. Uh, he's he's a, a good addition to our, our program. As far as what we're trying to build with character, basketball IQ is, is very, very important, and he's a big part of that. Detroit Basketball! What is happening, and welcome to the Lockdown Pistons podcast, your episode for Tuesday, February 12th. And are we watching the newest bad boy? Sure, it's premature, but definitely a good start. For Thon Maker. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press. Pistons fan, follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word out there on social media and by word of mouth, Pony Express, maybe uh, Smoke Signals, however you spread those words these days. Today we're going to recap another nice performance by the Pistons who are feasting on a soft schedule, as one should, throughout a long NBA season. We're also going to talk more about the eventful and impactful night from Thon Maker. I'm going to tell you about the item in his locker after the game that might get fans a little bit excited about the the uh, newest Detroit Piston. Actually, second newest Detroit Piston. The first newest Detroit Piston wasn't so exciting on Monday night. We're also going to do a little scoreboard watching at the end of the show and project the scenarios for the upcoming All-Star break and where the Pistons might be at that point this weekend. Too bad for the Pistons that they are healthy and playing well and have to have that momentum cut soon by the break. But here we are this week in Piston land. But give me a follow, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that on Twitter. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. But on Monday night, the Pistons got the win at Little Caesars Arena against the Washington Wizards, 121 to 112 doing a little quick math in my head right here the pistons are now nine and three i'm sorry ten and three in games that i attend at little caesars arena so i was there and the pistons are now ten and three at games this season that i am at i haven't been any road games so those are all home games obviously but um the winning the the pistons won the season series with this victory against the washington wizards two to one and that could matter if there's a tiebreaker between the teams, whether that's for playoff seeding if they both make it or getting into that eighth spot if one of the teams is left behind. Or um, negatively, it could impact the Pistons in a bad way as it could hurt them in draft order if they both miss the uh, postseason. But uh, the tiebreaker, obviously now, uh, not obviously, but just want to point out that the tiebreaker only matters if it's a two-way tie. If it's a three-way tie, then they'll throw in the other teams and do a three-way tiebreaker on head-to-head. So it does kind of matter in that sense, too, and that those wins and loss would factor into that. So important to get that red-letter victory, as we always talk about here on the show. Uh, the Pistons looks like they are now 6-7 and seven in red-letter games, I believe, as I do the quick math in my head. So almost up to 500 in those games. And as I said, as I have said, since they won that game, my official prediction is that these Pistons will make the playoffs this season. I know that I'm a little bit behind some of you guys on uh, changing that prediction up as some of the moves from the trade deadline really uh, hurt more of the Eastern Conference playoff contenders at the bottom of the race than they hurt the Pistons. I would say the Pistons hurt themselves a little bit with those moves too, but not as much as teams like Washington, teams like Miami, 
and uh, Charlotte didn't really do much to hurt their team, but I just, I'm not a really a, a huge believer in Charlotte anyway, and all you have to do is pass one of those teams, or two of those teams, if you throw Washington in that mix as well, and then Orlando is not getting anything from Markel Fultz this year, so they made themselves worse as well, but uh, the tiebreaker with Washington, probably not going to matter, not to rain on the parade here, because it kind of looks like it's a wrap for these Wizards, if we're being honest. The injuries to John Wall and Dwight Howard, the trade of Otto Porter to Chicago last week, and the uh, trade of Markeith Morris, who was then released. Someone who could factor into possibly the Western Conference playoffs, I hear the Dubs and the Houston Rockets, both interested in the uh, Morris twin. But the Pistons got the win, improving to 26-29 and 29 on the season, now holding the eighth seed alone in the Eastern Conference playoff hunt. The Washington Wizards, meanwhile, are three games back now of the Pistons and fading fast as we go through the schedule here, uh, charging towards the All-Star break. And uh, the Pistons, by the way, have now won five out of their last six and four straight with one game to go before the break. That is Wednesday night in Boston. Keep in mind that the Celtics will be coming off a back-to-back in that one. They are playing in Philadelphia tonight. Kyrie Irving has already been ruled out for the Philly game tonight. Um, so, but they also said he's day to day. So possibly he comes back Wednesday for the Pistons, but I don't see that happening. If you're looking at the all-star break coming up, I have a hard time believing you'd throw your franchise player out there if, uh, you got a big break coming up here. But the Pistons, we've talked about the low water marks of the season so much this year. They are back to a, a highest water mark in quite some time. The last time the Pistons were only three games under 500 was on January 5th. And that was when they lost that heartbreaker to Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz on a Saturday night in downtown Detroit in that one there. But on Monday, going back to the Pistons win, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond feasted on a weak Washington interior. Thomas Bryant only played 17 minutes, and really other than that, they don't have much of a center really at all. Played Jeff Green at center for a lot of the games, and that's not going to work against hardly anyone, especially the Pistons. Those two, Blake and Andre, combined for 63 points and 26 rebounds. A season-high 32 points for Andre Drummond to go along with 17 boards. 31 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists for Blake Griffin. Just easy money for those guys. 16 points for Reggie Jackson as he continues to play well. 15 points for Luke Kennard, 4 of 6 from 3. And uh, as we know, if the Pistons are going anywhere, it's going to be those four guys that carry them, not just the big two or even the big three that we've talked about with his team as I pull up the uh, stat sheet here to see that the Pistons shot 15 of 36 from three-point land, which is 41.7%. We talk about that 35% mark being important to them. They usually win when they shoot that well, and they usually lose if they don't reach that mark. But if uh, that said of the top four and how well those guys played, those guys are going to need some help from guys like Langston Galloway and Wayne Ellington, well, I keep on joking about it, and I hope one of you guys out there backs me up and says that, yes, that does sound like an outstanding jazz duo, Langston Galloway and Wayne Ellington. But uh, they combined for not sweet string music on Monday night. See what I did there? They were a hor- horrendous 1-for-12 from the field, 0-for-10 from 3 in the win, two points combined, despite Langston Galloway starting and playing 20 minutes and Wayne Ellington also playing 19 minutes off the bench. I think it's just time to maybe hang up Langston Galloway uh, for Dwayne Casey right now, put him out to pasture for a little while anyways. Um, Ellington, by the way, made just one layup, missed all of his jump shots. So we're going to need to see a good game from him 
And uh, maybe like one made three before I believe for sure that he is not a mole for the Miami Heat in this uh, playoff race. But Bradley Beal leads the Wizards with 32 points and 10 assists. But like I said, a team headed nowhere, basically, as uh, the second or the, the last third of the season, the post-All-Star break uh, stretch probably looks like a rough one for the Wizards going forward. But up next, we're going to hear from and talk about Thon Maker, the second newest Piston, and the difference that he made for Detroit on Monday night. But just a reminder that when you get in your car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pistons, and they'll play that newest episode on your commute, driving around town, whatever you do in your car. And we also have an important favor to ask you. We would like your help. We have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners just like you and make your favorite Locked on podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and tell us what you don't like. It should take about 15 minutes to complete. By participating, you are entering the chance to win a $250 Vivid Seats gift card. That's a couple outings to the Pistons games. Just go ahead and visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey to participate. Again, that's LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. We appreciate your feedback. When you come out there, just play. You know, you're to play mentally free and uh, you know, just play hard. That's what they ask. And on the defensive end, help out. On the offensive end, shoot it. Play mentally free. That is Thon Maker after the game on Monday night. After a couple of big plays from him, kind of an emblematic Detroit performance that was really represented by his locker as he had the Detroit Bad Boys t-shirt in the locker room. And I asked him after the game where he came upon that. One of the guys gave that to me at halftime. He said, you deserve this one. Well, good call for whoever got that shirt to him. The context of what we were talking about, in the closing seconds of the first quarter, Thonmaker goes up and rejects a Bobby Portis dunk attempt. He goes down hard after that, but then still gets up and contests the drive of a Washington player that I believe was Chasen Randall. But uh, before that, Thon had uh, picked up his own offensive foul after taking a shot from the back of an opponent's head in the mouth and got a few stitches in his lip, kind of played through that. And then as the uh, quarter ended, got got stitched up there a little bit. But uh, Maker knocked down his only three-point shot in the game, also scored five points total in 14 minutes off the bench. For the Pistons, with his plus 16 on the night, the second-best effort for the Pistons. But uh, again, before we go crazy about that stat and how good his plus-minus was, the best on the team on Monday for the Pistons was Langston Galloway, who had zero points in 21 minutes, but still managed a plus 18 out there. So sometimes you can kind of get lucky based on when you happen to be on the court, who you happen to be playing with and against. And uh, But I think for Thon Maker, it was a little bit more of an accurate representation of the energy and the uh, the playmaking also that he brought to the game. An up-and-down stat, though, to, to say the least, ironically, there. But uh, Maker... Got some of his minutes alongside Blake Griffin and also also got some of them alongside Andre Drummond uh, with the Portis block and, and throughout his career really proved to be a pretty good rim protector himself, although not a great rebounder. We saw him drop a pass as well, one of his two turnovers. We've been told about his bad hands, his small hands as well, but really showed some impressive motor in his limited minutes out there for the Pistons. You could really see him being a piece for this team to build on for the future, only a couple years removed from being the 10th overall pick in the 2016 draft. But by the way, the other trade ship picked up by the Pistons last week's V, Mikhail Luki picked up the uh, DNP, did not play in the game, along with Kyrie Thomas and Glenn Robinson III, who was inactive for this game. So while like every wing besides Luke Kennard struggled, 
uh, Kyrie Thomas and Savi Mikhailo couldn't get any minutes out there for the Pistons. I don't know, folks. It's, it's hard to say. Um, we got Langston Galloway and Wayne Ellington breaking everything in sight. Again, if it were up to me, I would have give basically right now Ellington you know, a, a good amount of Langston Galloway's minutes, but since that would have equaled 39 minutes on Monday, cut those basically in half and maybe divvy those up with Kyrie Thomas and Zvi Mikhailuk, or maybe most of those to Kyrie Thomas. But obviously Casey's believing in Langston Galloway. Not quite sure why. This is a rough season continues, but maybe Casey sees that he needs the shooting that uh, Galloway could provide, but he's just not doing that right now after the three misses from deep on Monday. Galloway now shooting 32.8% from three, and that is his specialty. That's the reason he's in the NBA right now, and uh, really ugly numbers right there from him. But back to the good news, back to the good feelings that we were talking about, brought, brought on by Thon Maker. On Monday, had the big block of Portis, four rebounds, and also Dwayne Casey had some other nice things to say about his young player after the game. Just love the energy that Thon brings. I think he he creates a, a atmosphere, an energy, the way he plays, the hustle plays, the blocks. You know, gets his number of stitch, number of stitches in his lip, wants to get back in. You know, not take you know time time off. So his spirit is contagious. Contagious indeed. Well, first of all, shouts to the Isley brothers there. And also uh, contagious. I edited out a uh, Dwayne Casey cough out of that clip, speaking of contagious. Dwayne Casey has been sick like all season, by the way. Get this man some emergency or a nap, maybe a day off or something. Get some rest, Dwayne. My man just has been ill like all year. Well, we talked last week about the soul of the Pistons. And did they get closer to that with these trades that they made, these roster changes and cap sheet changes that they made last week? Obviously too early to stay, but you but you know that I did like the tenacity of Stanley Johnson's defense many nights, and I feel like that was a loss for the Pistons. And Reggie Bullock was certainly a fearless player, a tough player. But Don Maker is proving to be the type of player who will play well in this town, and not just from a PR standpoint, not to get some fans out of their seats, but just you know, in like a winning way as well. And you also do, you need fans who or guys who will get the fans to stand up and cheer for their efforts and not just the Ben Wallaces who could be all NBA defensive players, but the, the JYDs, the guys like that who were beloved in this town. Mikey Moore had fans in this town. Yeah, that's right. I just pulled out Mikey Moore and even other guys that didn't have high socks back then. Spider Sally, the worm, uh, Rick Mahorn, who was honored by the Pistons on Monday as part of the Black History Month celebrations. The soul of the Pistons. It's something that I feel like has been lost over these last 10 years. I know that many of you guys agree with me. Again, I know that many of you guys are shaking your head when we talk about these kind of things in the new NBA. But there's a way to do it. There's a way to have a guy like Thon Maker who possibly could be a guy who can continuously knock down corner threes. The percentages have not been consistently there throughout his young career so far, but there are small sample sizes that suggest that he could be that type of player, especially when paired with guys like Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. I think he plays well with both of those guys, by the way. But as Dwayne Casey alluded to, and as we saw on Monday, maybe with players like Bruce Brown, Thon Maker, maybe this franchise is getting a little bit closer to getting there, of recapturing and reclaiming that soul of the Detroit Pistons. But is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? You guys could be mentioned right here, right now on Locked On Pistons. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with the sponsors that they hear on their favorite shows. Our demographic is 98% males with more education and more earning power 
than traditional media audiences. So have your company sponsor this podcast. Go ahead and email me at matt underscore shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Now next we're going to size up the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoff race and uh, handicap it a little bit and uh, pass along some updates. That's up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. You know, Reggie and Andre have been an unbelievable stretch. Yeah. play like that, we're, we're a tough, tough team to beat. You know, Reggie's been really good at pick and roll. Strikes finished everything down low, uh, offensive rebounds, defending the rim, all that. So um, it's been a, it's been a good stretch, but you know, we got another level to get to. Blake Griffin talking about the four-game winning streak and looking ahead to even more. The Pistons got the win on Monday night, but man, everything else also went right for Detroit. And, well, Charlotte loses to Indiana. Brooklyn loses to Toronto as Kawhi Leonard banks home the game winner with 4.2 seconds left. And then the Heat lose at Denver as well. The Pistons all alone in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference, a full game ahead of the Miami Heat. And now just a half game behind Charlotte for the seventh spot and one and a half games behind Brooklyn for the sixth spot in the NBA. And that six, or the Eastern Conference, the sixth spot should be crucial could be crucial because Indiana is holding down that third spot right now, one and a half games ahead of Philadelphia despite having Victor Oladipo on the shelf for the rest of the season. And you know how much I like to disrespect the Indiana Pacers on this show. And a series against them does seem actually winnable despite what I said last week about the trades negating any real chance that the Pistons have of winning a first-round series if Indiana ends up on the other end of that matchup. We can dare to dream a little bit there. Along the topic of fortunate injury luck, a a theme that the Pistons have enjoyed this entire season, and don't ever let a Pistons fan tell you about injuries being an excuse for the Pistons this season. I know that Ish Smith being out hurt the team for a little while, but good Lord, it's like every night the Pistons are avoiding hugely important opponents. The players are hurt for the other team, it seems like, every single night. And that might continue with the Kyrie... Irving injury on Wednesday night with the Boston Celtics. And to to piggyback on that, talking about Indiana, the Pistons still have three of their four games against Indiana left on the schedule. So they get the Pacers without Oladipo for three of their four meetings this season. Just unreal how that continues. I'm going to make a list of all the players that have missed games against the Pistons this season, and it's going to be ridiculous. But looking ahead on the schedule, um, before the All-Star break gets going with these red-lettered teams, Brooklyn now down to 500. They play Wednesday at Cleveland, so that's a win for them. Charlotte is at Orlando on Thursday, a game Pistons Nation will have its eyes on, despite the fact that the Pistons will be done with their pre-All-Star break schedule. Miami closes at Dallas on Wednesday night. A toss-up, but a game that I expect Dallas to win at home. And then Orlando, in addition to hosting Charlotte, also is at New Orleans tonight, so I'd probably expect a split for the Magic there, while Washington is at Toronto as they look to fall further and further from the playoffs before the break starts. So a chance for the Pistons to be two games clear of the field in the East as they sit in that last playoff spot. If they can knock off Boston and if Dallas can knock off Miami, and I know I'm speaking probably too optimistically about this Boston game on the road, but again, a a win that I think is possible in the relative disarray that the Celtics are in, in addition to possibly not having their best player um, in that game on Wednesday night. But by the way, was looking at the ad, odds on 538.com, came across the article about the ghastly Southeast Division in the Eastern Conference, 
And we know divisions don't really matter in basketball. I really don't even look at them, to be honest, and they only kind of really matter for scheduling purposes. But the first place team in the Southeast Division is the Charlotte Hornets at 27 and 29. Not a single team out of the five, even at the 500 mark. An actual disgrace with those five teams, Charlotte, Minnesota, I'm sorry, Miami, Orlando, Washington, and Atlanta in that Southeast Division. A combined 43 games under 500 for those teams. Those teams are 92 and 135 in non-divisional games, a winning percentage of 405, which is the equivalent of basically being the Memphis Grizzlies, who are, as we know, not a very good team this season. But switching gears back to the uh, playoff odds, 538.com says now the Pistons have a 70% chance of making the playoffs. And more importantly than that, I am on board with the win over Washington tonight, as I said that that was going to be my tipping point for welcoming the Pistons back into the playoffs as far as my prediction goes. The projections on 538.com have the Pistons going 39-43. and 43. That has the Pistons exactly tied with the Brooklyn Nets with that 39-43 and 43 projection. And in case you're wondering, those teams have split the season series so far and will play one more time at Brooklyn on Monday, March 11th, unfortunately the second of a back-to-back for Detroit on the road there. That will be a big game, and that will be the could be for the for the sixth seed if the 538.com projections hold with those teams ending up in a two-way tie for that spot. And also could be the right to play, drumroll please, the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round. While Indiana is at number three now, the website projects both Philly and Boston to pass Indiana before all is said and done in the East. But we can hold out hope and keep rooting for Indiana to keep wins, keep that third spot. And also, of course, keep rooting for the Pistons to get that sixth seed because, hey, you know what? You just never know. But when you get in your car nowadays, the first thing you should do after you buckle that seatbelt and do all the other things for safety precautions is go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pistons. It'll play that next newest episode that you have missed so far in your life, but you shouldn't be missing anymore. But I want your opinion on the Google Voice line what do you think going into the All-Star break? you think the Pistons are a playoff team? Leave us a voicemail at 810-666-1546. Again, keep that under two minutes. Give us your name. Give us where you live as well. 810-666-1546. Give us a voicemail there. This is your host, Matt Shook, saying thanks for listening to the Locked on Pistons podcast. We'll have plenty more tomorrow. One game up until the All-Star break. And uh, looking forward to spending the rest of the season with you guys here on your favorite daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Thanks again. 